Hey everybody, in this episode, we discuss the macro conditions and how those are going to impact the NFT space. We also discuss the artifact ecosystem in depth, uh, specifically which project Spencer is bullish on. He also happens to be our artist spotlight at the end of the show, a new segment that we are rolling out. Uh, we also talk about other side, we talk about other deed, um, you know, big. it's a big story in the NFT space. Uh, so yeah, hope you enjoy the show. As usual, the content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the NFT morning show. I'm PO here with my co-host Nifty Nick Signal King Kicks, formerly Captain Kicks, formerly 50 different names. Uh, and of course, Easy Eats Bodega. We have one of our badass speaking friends, Spencer Gordon Sand on stage as well. If you are interested in speaking on this show, request to speak uh, and share your piece on all things NFT market. What's going up? What's going down? What the current state of affairs is with the NFT market and all of the news stories from the space. Uh, we do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Eastern time. We're also going to be rolling out a new feature, the Artist Spotlight, today with our very own Spencer Gordon Sand. I bet you didn't know that he was an artist. Uh, so we're going to talk about Spencer's photography at the end of the show today um, and really excited to get more talented artists on the show You know, for that feature. Uh, there's some in the crowd uh, that I see right now that I can't wait to invite. Uh, so a lot to talk about today. We got some comeback stories. We also have uh, some falls from grace in the NFT market to discuss. But before we go any further, really, Nifty Nick, what's going on? Yo, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, thank you for having me on the show today. I'm just really pumped up to be here. I couldn't be more enthusiastic. I appreciate it every morning when I hear you speak in a normal voice, how excited I am and enthusiastic I am to uh, be present with you today. Uh, and I just wanted to say, uh, I'm curious about who this fall from grace is, but I also know. Hey, yay. <laughs> the king himself is present once again. The king kicks. He's named after a cereal brand. <laughs> Please acknowledge his presence and give him the respect that he deserves. Thank you. Thank you, my children. Please, please take a seat. <laughs> nice kicks. I see you've been really sharpening the sword of your uh, regal character that you're playing these days. Uh, how you feeling about that Moonbird, you know, two business days into owning it? Are you getting Nancy to click the sell button? He's ready yet? to flip it. I love it, dude. Just feels great, dude. It's like a naked man finally getting some clothing. <laughs> it's a good looking bird. It's a good-looking bird, that's for sure. Uh, Nick, you were asking about the fall from grace. Well, I pulled up my The Nifty Daily Digest, our daily newsletter, uh, and I wanted to get an understanding of what the stories were of the past 24 hours. Oh, I, prob I probably should have read that story. My apologies. I was uh, busy getting swole. Yep, Nick was lifting weights this morning, man. People in the I'm trying gym. to look like Drift. Like, I'm trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with that man. Well, I, and <laughs> I'm, I won't be climbing a building, though. I, I think you have a shot. I think you and Drift will have similar physiques, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks, I think. Within weeks, you'll be right there. Uh, but anyway, the lovely Signal, our co-host, uh, writes the NFT market update every day. And I noticed that the first sentence, a little comeback story here, Axie Infinity is making a comeback after NFT sales jumped 
200% over the last week compared to the week before. Uh, so I have experience with Axie Infinity. Uh, my in real life friend who I was the best man at his wedding tried to build an Axie business last year. And let me tell you, that was a tough thing to build uh, when the whole thing. He's exploded. now divorced. He's now divorced. <laughs> um, and the fall from grace that I was referring to was Uniswap. Their LP was hacked for $8 million after a fake Uniswap airdrop token fished the victim. Obviously, it's not like an actual massive fall from grace that they can never return from, but nobody wants to just lose eight million bucks on a hack. W would you even describe it as a fall from grace? <laughs> like, look, it eight million dollars was hacked on a on a platform that transacts. I'm assuming at least uh, maybe in order of magnitude of that each day. I don't know the daily volume of Uniswap. I'm like literally making up numbers right now. Yeah, I'd imagine it's uh, it's a lot of money that they're transacting. I just thought it was a nice little narrative considering Axie Infinity got hacked for a little bit more money uh, by North Korea. I think it was a little bit more. It was like $600 million. So yeah, that's definitely a, a material amount more than the $8 million. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously we have a bunch of these stories to dive into. Before we dive into the weather... Oh, go ahead, Nick. There was one thing I was going to say. I was actually realizing this the other day. There is, uh, like, do you know what the daily volume of ETH is? That's a, maybe I'm complete. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this, uh, and there's a good chance I'm gonna go check right now. No, uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm completely wrong. I was so, gonna say. Uh, please, <laughs> please, please proceed. I was my my numbers were just wildly. <laughs> please say it. Please say it. I want to hear the absurd. <laughs> no, no, please, please, please. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, proceeding forward. Proceed <laughs> forward. <laughs> Easy. How you doing this morning, bud? Good, good. I made a big purchase on Salami yesterday. I feel good about it. Life's good. Nice. Well, I definitely want to spend like eight to 10 minutes on Solana today. Get an understanding of what's going on in the market. I know that there's actually a good project uh, dropping the duppies from the D-Gods ecosystem. One of uh, would, it, would it be fair to call D-Gods a top three ecosystem on Solana? D-Gods is the number one project on Sol right now. Like, There's Ooh. no argument against it. There's no hesitation. I don't, don't think anyone in Sol would even argue against that statement right now. Wow, what's the floor on D gods in US dollar terms? Uh oh, in USD just shy of nine grand. Okay. Maybe just a little over. So it's yeah, almost well, yeah, right around there, right around like nine to ninety five hundred. Some of these ETH guys could uh, mix it up there for nine grand. That's not too shabby. Um so yeah, we'll definitely you know, we'll definitely get into the mix. Uh Signal, uh how is it going across the pond? How is your day so far? You know what? It's really good. I was actually thinking to myself when the space started is I need to get the Spotify music playlist from you because you play the most banging gym, gym uh, songs and later I'm going to the gym and I want to play the nifty intro songs for my gym workout. So when I'm taking on Nick in the burpee challenge, <laughs> come uh, September 2022, the burpee round, uh, yeah, I'm going to be ready and fired up because I'm we do practicing. That? No, well, we well, didn't. We no, we haven't done it, but we're gonna do it in September. Okay, got it. So we're doing a burpee challenge. I was gonna also say my neighbors think I'm selling dope, <laughs> so it's a situation that I've been dealing with at the moment. So yeah, 
I got to tell you, I find it hard to believe because I've met some of your neighbors. They're very classy people. Uh, I can uh, I, I find it hard to believe that they think that you're selling dope. Out of I your think home. my neighbors think I'm selling dope. OK. All right. No more. If you want to do it with the regal accent, then then we can start talking about it. Um, well, but thank you so much, Signal. Me and Nick were talking yesterday. Me and Nick have been hitting the gym every morning before the show. Hey, thanks uh, for letting everybody know. You know, like pumping some iron. We actually know. were hanging out in the sauna. The sauna, it gets pretty intense there. We've had two verbal, we, we've just escalated. <laughs> I walk in, Pio's just chilling in the sauna, and I'm immediately like, all right, I'm going to poke at this dude. <laughs> like, literally, we're like yelling at each other when like people walk by out the sauna. Pretty certain a guy today was like, I'm going to go have a nice sauna. And he started walking he by, heard us, in. and just turned around and was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going into that shit storm. Uh, that is the sauna, yeah. And it um, wasn't even really a serious. It was over nothing. Like, Nick, just... do you always work out in khaki shorts, though? I have to ask. Because that picture P.O. shared really stressed me out. Sorry, what? Do you always work out in khaki shorts? Have I ever? Was there ever like a photograph of me and your your Lululemon shorts? They look like they could be worn to like a uh, a pool. Well, they look like they could be worn to like the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Okay. Well, you're talking about my blue. Sh look, let's be clear. I'm I'm now just all Lululemon because there's one around the corner, and so I, I just go towards convenience. Ooh, uh, Lululemon's men's are really nice. It's really good. Like their here. pants. I'm a fan of their clothes. But dude, just buy some fucking basketball shorts. Like, come on. <laughs> these are running shorts. They're very high. It's actually I'm a little concerned about how short these shorts are. Um, but part of me feels like it's bold as I walk around in running shorts through the gym. You know, I don't know. There's Short shorts like are in. Six <laughs> six people are in the gym, so it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, but no, I've never. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever worn khaki shorts. I had cargo shorts, but uh, and it really those shorts, as we know, really influenced the NFT market. Well, you know, uh, e Easy Eats, I think your bodega is showing. Like these are some top tier non bodega shorts, and you know I get it, man. But come on, like live a little. Easy's got his his really wild style sneakers on. It's funny. Me and Nick were walking to get a bite to eat the other day, and as we were walking out of Nick's building, we saw Joma, the uh, you know the the YouTuber that does like those funny videos on uh, like NFTs and crypto and stuff. And Joma is like the exact same height as Nick. The that he was wearing a Lululemon outfit too, and Nick was like, "Oh, I have that outfit too." And I was just like, "You two are just basically the same person, just like a slight adjustments, but basically the same person." But me and Nick were talking. Talking about, uh, you know, other podcasters, like some big podcasts have done like challenges where they wear one of those like heart rate monitors or whatever. And it's like it's a, a fitness competition. And I was thinking that this squad should do one of those where it's like a 30 day fitness competition. I just don't want to do it. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Uh, it would be very interesting. My money's on signal. No question. Um, oh, I'm game. I'm game. Bring it on. Um, I need a train. Summer's here. Winter is gone. I don't want to go against signal. Signal is just like <laughs> running every morning. She, she's like running a triathlon out of here every day. She set a good example for you, buddy. Um, but anyway, speaking of signal, we'd love to hear uh, the weather report. What's going on out here in the NFT space? Signal, please take it away. Uh, it sits with uh, my co-anchor today, uh, King Kicks. If you're still one oh, of the right, 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 right. could you King... give us a weather report? Oh, hold on. Know. No, no, no. Sorry. We don't just hand it over to him. Uh, please rise for the king himself. <laughs> the king of kings. The king of uh, birds, I guess. <laughs> and the king of cereal. 
KingKicks.eth. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Today is the uh, 12th of July. Here's your weather report. Open sea volume, $15 million. Absolutely insane volume. That's $450 million a month. That's $5.5 billion a year. Is it way down from what we used to do? Yeah, but I mean, that's still a lot of money every day. The leaders, apes at 98, briefly got above 100. Mutants at 19, briefly got above 20. And then Punk sitting in that mid-70 range. We got Moonbirds at 27, Doodles at 14, Clonex at 11, not much movement there. Uh, Yuga Labs continues to lead the open sea ranks. Punks, Apes, Mutants, and Mebits each have over $1 million in 24 hours. Sales volume, Yuga Labs uh, controls probably 30 to 40% of our beautiful decentralized market. Anything outside of these collections is doing about 50% less volume these days. We are about four or five days from another big test for the other side game. Uh, people could be getting lined up in anticipation of that. Goblin Town is back in the top three after a goblin sold for 60 ETH. Got to feel bad for that buyer. And they tease what's coming next for Goblin Eggs. Floor on Goblins back up to four ETH. That's awesome. They were down in the 2.8 range. Uh, moving back up a little bit. Tiger Bob Genesis by Gossamer. Don't confuse that with Gossamer Seeds, which did a really weird, like, I spent $5,000 on their NFTs, and then they want me to mint something else, but it's not a claim, and I only had 36 hours. What the hell is that project doing? But anyways, Tiger Bob Genesis had high volume after uh, 121G swept a couple of them. And now the floor on those is above 2 ETH. Never heard of that project before. Cool to hear about it now. Uh, Wizards caught attention of the space overnight after they introduced the ability for holders to stake their wizards. You can now stake your wizards. Amazing utility there. Then you get some rewards. And then you get to use those rewards. And then you can uh, burn other holders listed wizards so you can do pvp and uh just explode someone's ownership of an nft um and the floor exploded and now the floor is at 3.2 eth um yeah uh oh, it's not at 3.2 eth no, it's, it's, <laughs> you seem lost about whatever this project is. Wait, what is it? Wizards, Wizards all over the place, and I. Like <laughs> no, uh, it, uh, okay, hold on one sec. I, I'm Wizard Runes. Yeah, I'm like no, 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 right no. Now, being w like, Can I get a summary hey, of this? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> w D R D S. It was a free mint pump and oh, dump. I remember happened a couple. Yeah, happened a couple weeks ago. They've introduced revolutionary new utility where you can stake your wizard. And then you get to use the rewards from staking the wizards to literally blow up someone who has a wizard listed for sale. Um, that's just absolute insanity. Never heard of that before. OpenSea says the floor is 3.2 ETH. The actual floor is in the 0.3 range, but that still is up like 50% um, from before Wait. the news. How is the floor in the 0.3? How, how do I buy for 0.3? Yeah, uh, you load up OpenSea, and you go to the collection, hit items, uh, <laughs> buy now. 
It says 3.2 for me. Oh, oh, yeah. But if you go to – good point, good point. If you go to activity, uh, you'll see everyone's dumping to offers. Um, so it must be some weird thing where if you uh, for higher, maybe it's more expensive to blow up another wizard. But uh, wait, didn't it, you just it, say if you listed it that someone can blow it up? And so maybe people are just taking offers so they don't have to list it to sell it. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And then I'm, I'm wondering if, like, uh, to burn a uh, wizard, like, you know, it's dependent on the price it's listed at, maybe, how many of your staking rewards you need, which would make sense why everyone would list super high. Anyways. <laughs> this, uh, this sounds like a disaster. Yeah, it's really weird mechanics, but, I mean, I guess that is innovation. Um, crypto, uh, Bitcoin trying to hold on to 20K, ETH in the 1070 range, alts all over the place. Um, and then to just wrap things up, markets, uh, you know, a little bit choppy. There's a lot of interesting things going on in the macro uh, news world. Looks like Europe uh, is not going to have a warm winter inside. Uh, the euro dollar uh, uh, parity is collapsing. Uh, and then tomorrow we have some inflation news and our favorite oracle of crypto marin says that uh yes uh, tomorrow will be the last day of a down cycle and then we will go up for the remainder of july please marin be right <laughs> um and then uh yeah that's it for the weather report back to you in the studio so one thing that you mentioned was the goblins there i'm pretty sure franklin said that he swept the floor and then was like are goblins gonna hit a hundred eth uh in a in a bear market Probably. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually thinking this floor goes down a little bit um, <laughs> at, at this point. But, I mean, props to him for making some bold moves. I guess he was tired of collecting. Oh, someone said that was a fake. Sarah says that was a fake Franklin account. My bad. That makes sense. My bad. That makes more okay, sense. Okay, so someone else. Uh, now we're getting really creative with manipulating the market. I like that. I like that. So we need a fake Twitter account that we're tweeting about sweeping the floor. Then we sweep it. We do some wash trading. This is getting real interesting. They kind of jump like in here too of like some some update that's you know probably driving some speculation as well. Okay. I gotta defend uh, Uniswap's honor here because that was a phishing attack that got an LP. This is not a problem with the protocol, not associated with Uniswap, uh, and as a crowd holder of three Unisocks. Just don't click links, everybody. Don't click phishing. Yeah. Links. <laughs> ben, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying that they, um, the, it was about the goblins. They released uh, some new like teaser video that probably got people excited because mm. they they don't tell you what it is, so everyone speculates and and dives into it. But uh, yeah, Franklin, I think was sweeping some stuff, and Alex, uh, Alex, how one of the founders came out and um, posted publicly that he's going to buy like a just because he wanted to be transparent. But I'm pretty sure it was about the combination of Franklin saying that he was selling an ape to sweep them, which I, I'm not sure if he did. I didn't check. And the, the video that they posted coming out, that uh, definitely got a little bit of hype. Well, there you go. Goblins uh, seeing some activity here. A lot of people were thinking that they were bottoming. I mean, they did bottom out. Looks like they bottomed out at uh, just under three ETH floor. So that was definitely a, a big pullback from their all-time high of, I believe, nine. We got HuntClubHero.ETH on stage. I believe you've been on the show before. Uh, what is going on? How you doing, man? Great. 
Um, I'm actually extra excited today. My wife wears Lululemons, so I feel like I'm definitely a part of the clique. There we um, go. I gotta. I wanted to ask about the morality of this wizard's burn mechanic. It is. It's kind of strange. Uh, so I'm not trying to pump. I I don't hold any for disclosure, but I did, and I traded out early, and then people that were listed all night last night whether you were away from a phone or didn't understand that this was happening because they don't have a discord. They only have an unofficial community discord. It just started and people burned other people's NFTs. And in return, you received a pile of bones and the burner also received a pile of bones, but you lost your wizard. And there's been over a thousand burned. Now anyone that lists below the floor gets burned by a discord of people excited about this mechanic but on the other side people are losing their investments and i'm i just want to talk about the morality of this like where do we yeah what's our I mean, opinion this, on this this is the from the thing about, yeah the beautiful thing about the nft space is that like usually in normal business people have to be smart to make a lot of money and nfts uh you can get some really dumb people in charge of things and uh, you probably see more of this in real life uh, if you had dumb people in charge of businesses. I think uh, <laughs> this is one of the most ridiculous things ever. The problem is, is that people are dumping to offers because they want liquidity. And so it, it's just indicative of the fact that like this is, well, it's demonstrably dumb. Like we, we you just look at the market activity. It, it's just, it just doesn't work. It does look like some people have managed to uh, list them and not get uh, burned. I see one person here who sold two for one ETH. I see another person sold for 0.78. That's, no, that's the workaround. It doesn't burn bundles. So now people oh, are looking via bundles. Um, so I wonder if we check the floor on uh, bundles, which is now under quantity, because that makes sense. Um, and yeah, the, the bundle floor is at, uh, 0.3. So there you go. Great mechanics. there, forcing everybody to sell via bundles. Um, and then just a thousand of your customers that spent money to buy your product. You just removed their asset that they paid for overnight, um, without regards for them. I don't this is one of the dumbest dumb. fucking things I've ever seen in my life. And I have people commenting to me like, oh, it's just an experiment. It's innovation. But get the fuck out of here. Like you're burning people's investments. Like I can't I can't see how a community like that could ever recover the trust of those people who bought in and had their stuff burned. I think it I think it's garbage personally. Yeah. They and don't. They, I just saw ahead, a Arena. tweet from someone to whom it happened. And the person is pissed and he did not see the tweet. So he did not know it happening. And just like woke up to NFT being just like gone from his wallet and he paid 0.4 for it. It's so bad. Gotta love it. I mean, look, sometimes people get upset when we only talk about projects that are like, you know, north of three Ethereum. Like if we talk about punks, apes, me bits, you know, whatever, other deeds, all this stuff. Uh, but the thing is, is like right now in the NFT market, the sub one ETH uh, NFTs on Ethereum. Uh, besides things like 10KTF can be kind of hairy. Obviously, there are exceptions. I'm not trying to say if your NFT is under one ETH. Nifty Portal? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're under one ETH, so there you so go. Um, you're just throwing shade at us? Direct shade, you know. But anyway. Feels um, unprofessional. 
if you're looking to like build a bag, I I, I kind of just feel like Solana is the way to go. And then you can work your way up to buying like the bottom of one of these like moon, like for example, you could have bought a Moonbird for like 17 or 18 grand. And now it's like over 30 grand in like two or three weeks, right? So you're talking about making like a 50% uh, gain uh, on a trade in like three weeks. I'm pretty sure people in the stock market, people in other markets would like absolutely kill for that. So I'm excited that we're going to talk about Solana. We have Easy on stage, obviously our our resident Solana expert, but we won't get to that yet. Nick, what's going on? I'm wondering like, so when you minted the Wizards, were you completely unaware of the fact that that, uh, that this dynamic was in place? Is that what the situation was? Yeah, even intelligent people that read the contract never caught this in the contract. They caught a burning mechanism, but it was never understood exactly what it was for. And that was just like intelligent people doing extra due diligence. There was never any hint or announcement about it. It was never, there was never a roadmap. So it wasn't possible. And I'm wondering if it goes against the floor manipulation, um, when it like comes open to open seas terms yeah are they going to delist it is this is this market manipulation i have no idea I, well yeah it is uh but it's weird because it's not actually working and it's clear that there's a lot of people that want liquidity i wonder who are all the people you know willing to provide these uh offers though um be, because they think i mean i guess it's people that think that this is the most clever thing ever i'm there not were- positive but i think the burn has a limit and it pauses again in in a day while people i guess recoup their mushrooms from staking to be able to do it again it's like a ceremonious thing so i think maybe they're planning on like like they're gamifying it right they're planning on selling for an eth or two as the floor starts to dip when the mechanic pauses hey everybody uh just to let you know your nifty portals uh, they're gone. <laughs> they're gonna they're, blow they're, up. They're just completely gone. Uh, <laughs> Nobody we, caught the burn. Too bad. We we, yeah. we introduced a new feature. It's called uh, bomb, and uh, we just blew that shit up out of your wallet. Uh, really, thanks thanks for the money. It's called go fuck yourself. No, but um, couldn't this have been fun if it was done better? Like just uh, the concept of it. Couldn't it have like PvP? Couldn't it have been fun if it was but, done better? Yeah, if you you buy into it, I think if you know that there's a game that's going on that you're participating in, although that was exactly what uh, what was chain faces. Yeah, chain faces. I was about to bring that up, and literally, everyone just we just put in money and lost lost it all. Like that was basically the game. Here's a fun game: lose your money. And I was like, this is fucking brilliant. And I'm pretty sure I just lost like a thousand dollars, just like probably more, probably more for for fun. Just for fun, because there was a gas war on chain faces. So people were like, oh, that's right. Into- it was just, I mean, dude, those days you would lose. We did, we just didn't pay attention to what the U.S. dollar amount was I mean, that we were losing. I bet I have like some 9K, you know, just just from 9K to zero, like several times, you know, like one transaction, <laughs> like click the button, nine grand is gone. You know, well, the show wouldn't exist if it weren't for the fact that we started but the, the entire show by just literally losing money. Like, I'm pretty certain that I lost $30,000 in the first like month of this show just on absolute, just idiotic degeneracy. So we, so we were buying complete garbage every single time. It took me months to realize that that was a losing strategy. Like that's how slow I was to realize like, yo, I can't, I, I, I don't, I'm not good at these like, uh, 
short-term smaller trades. And even with crypto, it turns out that I'm like not as good. I need to like, I need to buy into something where I see like a, a at least a one week long setup or something like that. And so, yeah, it's, man, you, you can't do the flipping. The flipping is really difficult. Captain Kicks made money doing that, but he also lost money. I, but uh, he did an incredible amount of trading. So anyways, I, it, it's, it's entertaining. I think it's like, I mean, we wouldn't have content if it weren't for the, I mean, we'd have content, but we wouldn't have that story. Yeah, no, I, I don't regret a, mi a minute of yeah. it. Captain, Ki it. <laughs> Captain Kicks, the king of gambling in the NFT market in 2021, 0.1% uh, in terms of activity. Kicks, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I feel like um, when you're, you know, trading these kinds of projects, like, you just you you have to have the expectation that like some of them are going to go to zero. I guess this is actually an example of like how something can like instantly go to zero. You know, when it just gets burnt straight out of your wallet. I uh, haven't had the experience like that one before, but um, yeah, on the chain faces, I lost like two ETH on it um, just because like sometimes the market you know moves so fast that you just like get into things before you even do your research. And like the stupidest thing, dude, is that like. I didn't, I didn't stake my chain faces with, they had like a 48, uh, 48 hour window to stake them. And I didn't, neither stake did them. I. Yeah. So I paid two ETH for things that were immediately worth $0 because I didn't stake them in 48 hours. <laughs> I found that really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. But secretly I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh my God. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I just lost that money for nothing. You didn't even get the joy of watching your characters die. Mine lasted a long time, but they still inevitably died. Yeah, and it's like there's these crazy things. Like you could just by default include everybody into the battle. You know what I mean? Or just have a mint and stake. It just yeah. Some some things are just you know maybe good ideas, but not executed uh, uh, you know perfectly. But yeah. Anyways, I mean this is just par for the course. Stuff like this happens in NFTs. You kind of just have to like move on and get smarter. Yeah. I just How much quick... did the winner got from the from, from the chain faces? Yeah, it was a lot. What was, it was, I think it was like uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars at least. So Nick, uh, technically, you did not lose money. You gifted it to somebody else because you're such a generous person. You're you're that. correct. We no, you, you definitely you definitely. And actually, the thing that killed me was. I made it enough rounds that I could have withdrawn. So what you could do is you, it wasn't just the winner uh, got all this. It was, you could withdraw your characters from uh, the battle and actually take money as a result. And so you could take ETH out. And had I actually withdrawn my characters, I would have made a, a decent profit off of it. So all you needed to do was make it to some of the later rounds. Um, and it, I, I mean, I thought Nate actually did make an interesting contract. The problem was was when everyone did the gas war, it kind of screwed things up. And then there's a lot of uh, people that are that now have an NFT that they're like, "What the hell? Uh, this thing's worthless. What the hell, dude?" And uh, he's been building. Um, he's he's continued to uh, develop, and I think there's like a PFP project or something that he's been he's been working on. Um, I actually I, I didn't hate that project. But when you went into it, there was some understanding, but it, the window to stake is Captain Kicks, or sorry, King Kicks um, mentioned was kind of limited. So anywho, um, it, it, it was interesting to observe, uh, and I thought it was a useful one. This one, 
it wasn't even clear that that dynamic was integrated with Wizards. So I can see a lot of people um, why they would be selling to Weath at this point because as Ben uh, mentioned, um, you, you, like trust is the name of the game and you just destroyed it. So like, how are people going to trust you moving forward? Yeah, you mean the people that bought the NFT with the only intention of selling it at a later date for more money or, or selling their NFTs right now as well, everything's literally blowing up? Yeah, and or just had no idea that this was a dynamic. Like, if you're not transparent, then why should people trust you? Like, I, I mean, maybe they saw it and they were like, wow, this art's kind of cool. I'm interested to see what this team develops. And instead, what they got was, hey, look what they developed, something that stole my money. Like, thanks, right. guys. Wow, that was that was cool. Yeah, and and just one quick reminder before we move on, you know, with the because someone said like, you know, oh, these there's experiments in the NFT space. Sometimes they don't work out. Just a reminder that even when they don't work out, the founders make seven million over a million dollars, like seven figures every single time, and they pocket eighty percent of that minimum. So I just want to make sure I remind everyone of that. Uh, Spencer, you just had your hand raised. I don't know if you still. Yeah, um, you no, know, I. I wanted to say something that like was interesting to me too in this space that I've been seeing is like I've, especially as people's like hyper focus in the market goes away like discord and twitter are like not the best communication methods and I, I'd be curious to see because I think traditionally in like e-commerce or, or sort of these other things where you really want someone to make sure that there's like no excuse of oh I didn't see this is like if you have their email and so I think like you know one of the weird things about the space is everyone is so email phobic about giving their information over, but like there isn't a good way to push notifications to MetaMask or something. Right. And so getting notified about stuff like sudden changes to burning contracts, like I think you can't assume that people are going to see the thing you're doing. Um, and I just, I don't know. I'm excited for there to be a better way for projects to communicate with their holders. I think we've seen people maybe moving away from discord because um, Discord, you know, it's not like you can trust that people will see all the notifications you push. But even Twitter, like, I think a lot of people I know have turned their notifications off even for top projects just to, like, take a break from the NFT space. And so it, it's just this communication barrier has kind of already always existed. But I think it's something that as a project founder you need to take into account. And it's why you can't do stuff like this because you can't guarantee that everyone learns about the thing you're doing and it, it, Definitely. it's, it's and difficult I didn't even check my email so an email wouldn't even work for me either um i think that just like more projects have to build things that don't rely on that kind of quick uh like information cycle where someone needs to digest and react to news in a small window of time so for example like when you look at board ape yacht club in the mutant ape yacht club claim correct me if i'm wrong you can still claim a mutant if you haven't yet today almost a year later correct yeah that is correct exactly so like that like that's an example of like building a product that is like you know uh built like you know native to web3 and nfts where you don't need an email you don't need an like it could take you six months to find out about it and it's still sitting there for you, Gossamer Siege, you should do some research on this because I'm sitting on a bag because of that. Thank you. You want to know something crazy? The M1 serum, the price of the M1 serum is currently $33,000. That's the floor. Is it, it liquid? Do people sold, buy it? No. Uh, it looks like the last one sold a month ago for 23 ETH. Um, but there is an offer here for 21 ETH. So if someone's willing to pay $22,000 for an M1 serum, 
And people were dumping that for uh, a small amount before for like, uh, I don't know what the floor got down to, maybe like two ETH, three ETH um, on that before. And now it's 23, which is absolutely insane. Um, I saw, yeah, it looks like the M2 though, the offers are only at uh, $17,000, which is nuts. I don't understand why the M2 serum is, uh, anyways, I'm going on a, a tangent here, but that's uh, the floor, the, the highest offer on an M1 serum is higher than the floor on an M2 serum. In my opinion, it's because the M2s aren't actually priced at a crazy premium above M1s. Like the actual mutants. Yeah, you'd at, least, you, you'd at least expect it to be equal, though. But anyways. Right. Yeah, fair. All right, well. It's um, about gonna... rarity, like the, mm -hmm. the, um, the amount and the supply. And, and funny enough, most people that I talk to in, you know, in apes think that the M1s actually look better than the M2s. I, I'm one of those people, a thousand percent. Um, the M1 grin, in my opinion, is without without question the best mutant trait. And there's other M1 traits that are actually really good. I, ben, I feel like you actually had or, or still have a mutant that has really good traits with like the hair and, and the teeth and everything. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning the in. The hair and the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> some good hair, some good teeth. Uh, this is the NFT morning show. It also, uh, uh, Nick's probably going to get mad at me for saying this, but we just checked the stats. Right now it's the what? Okay, okay. okay yeah, never mind. Let's not, let's not pat so ourselves mad. on the back. Jesus. Um, anyway, this is the NFT Feels market. like I'm the greatest. <laughs> Quick, re allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is the, the damn king. Yeah, well, anyway, the, ki the king is King Kicks, and this show is the market and trade talk show. It's sponsored by FTX. If you look at the tweets pinned to the top, the first tweet is our NFT. You know you got to buy that. And the second tweet is the FTX sponsorship tweet. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. FTX has the cheapest fees for crypto trades and gases transactions on NFTs. Tune into the show for all things market. You might learn something. You might uh, <laughs> you might lose some knowledge too. But anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, we got some salamis on stage. We got Easy Eats Bodega, the host of Solana Made Easy, Monday through Thursday, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Uh, I want to know what's going on in Solana. I know Duppies is a big story. People love D-Gods. Uh, what exactly you know, is the current state of affairs on the Solana NFT scene. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a 50-50 split here. We got a lot of talk about duppies and D-Gods. And then you also got like late night dating, role play, and Web3 spaces at midnight. <laughs> so it's all over the spectrum for Seoul. I know people are just kind of having some fun over there. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. We still got volume. Things are still moving. I know Benny over here has got the Reptile PFP. They're pumping today after not giving Alexander an honorary, which is hilarious because he was an advisor on the first rug of the project. And since the D-Rug... They're not really rewarding him, so there's this whole comedy aspect to it. But uh, there's there's a lot of things moving over there. We got a couple mints also coming up. Tayo robots have their pilots mint dropping. Uh, other than that, though, it seems like secondary action is a little bit slower. Free mints are the ones that are kind of picking up speed here and kind of giving you a couple quick dollars to trade on. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's Solana. Can't complain. Still making some money. We got DJ Benny Swift on stage. Seems like he's a Solana guy. This is an easy. That's that PFP. That's what you're talking that's about, the reptile, right? Yeah. So the same one that Alex has. Alex was an advisor, and we had that YouTube video talking about what happened to the project. They did ultimately rug. It was the same founder as Balloonsville. The launch pad that launched it derugged the project. 
and they actually are currently number one trending on Hello Moon for secondary volume. Their floor is up 200% from 4 to 8 right now, or 2x. And, uh, yeah, Benny's got one as the PFP, so they're redoing some art on it. I'm still fading them because I hate the reptiles. Personal preference. Sorry, Benny, not to fudge your bags. But, uh, yeah, they're moving. So, curious what Benny's got for sure. Benny. Yo, what up, what up, GM? Happy Tuesday. What up, Easy? What up, Miss Mae? What up, Crypto? What up, everybody? So, um, a little bit, I have a few questions, but a little bit behind topic. Uh, is it like a flaw with uh, OpenSea that people could just fucking burn your listed NFT? Is that like, it seems like kind of like a flaw. It was built into the contract. Oh, okay. So it's not OpenSea's fault. It's the uh, part of the project. Well, gotcha. it is to a degree OpenSea's fault because OpenSea is an API that lets you pull what is listed on their platform. So you, the reason that you can put into a contract the parameter of is it listed is because OpenSea like, actively gives you that information. Yeah, that's yeah. That's but they got it. We want that. We want that information. No, we do. We do. We just. I don't know that it's the best like thing that people are using that information for the way they're using it. Yeah, and I'm a big advocate on this whole like, you know, two day warning, Twitter warning shit. Because it's like, what if you um, are like unplugged and not in the space? What if you're on vacation? Like, all of a sudden, by trying to be a fucking seller, you lose your nft that just seems really um bad business and kind of unethical you know what i'm saying like no integrity and i just absolutely man i mean we just we just covered it in depth uh any action on solana that you wanted to discuss i'd be curious or um, whether or not specific projects but but rather just you know how that market is moving i'm fascinated by it it's been growing um it does feel like it's pretty similar to how it was like a month ago but at the same time uh it's continuing to expand uh do you have any thoughts on that before we move on yeah thank you for asking now is your name pronounced pio or pio or is it oh pio? man i let oh, you on stage when you never get him out of here call him names canceled you never listened to the show before I let you on stage. Wow, man. Well, I hope you enjoy the only time you'll ever be on stage. Never coming back. You're gone. You're gone. This is why they fund Solana, Benny. This is why they fund Solana. So, yes, back to Salami. Um, Solana. So, we are doing big things. Like Easy said, you know, not only are we um, talking PFPs and metas and, you know, the staking and, you know, things that are kind of played out and we're trying to grow constantly. But we are having um, in real life, uh, you know, not in real life, but like scripted how to how to pick up women, which I think is really important in an FT world because a lot of us have PFPs. We spend a lot of money on it, but in real life, it's hard for us to get a girl, or you know. So I think um, education. Speak for yourself. Easy's got hella ladies. Well, Easy's. You ever tried to get a girl with the name Pio? It's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but as far as on Unreal, the you know, there's a lot of projects. I talk with a lot of projects that are starting or behind, like not even starting, and they're curious. They're like want to know how to succeed, and they they're they're putting in time. You know, like they're um. It's just it's just an amazing thing. I'm with a project. I don't really want to shill it. All right, all right, all right, DJ I Bean. I, I appreciate you coming today. Uh, you, you've you've had your minutes. 
Shit. Everybody Fuck. follow DJ Beanie. He knows everything about Solana. Fuck. There you go. Shit. I'm uh-huh. cut off, huh? Uh-huh. All right. Well, thanks for having me up. I'll, t- I'll take it, bro. Of Thank course, you. buddy. Uh, we got Kixie on stage uh, with his hand raised. And then I want to throw, I saw Signal had raised her hand. And then obviously, oh, I one last from- thing, sir. One last thing, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. My friend, he's here. NFT Boy is an, a fucking amazing singer. He sings mm. all the time for Solana. So if well, you would like him to bless your stage, uh, you could call him up. That's all. Yeah, maybe he another time. Sing. He does sing, but I, I don't think it's the right place for that. Yeah, maybe another okay, time. Okay, sorry. I'm killing it. I'm fired. I apologize. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're fucking fired. <laughs> you don't want to look. If you ever saw the movie Tropic Thunder, Nick is Tom Cruise's character in that movie in business situations. So you don't want to set him off. He'll he'll go at you. Um, I did see his PFU. I thought he would look like Tom Cruise. I was wondering about that. Thank that's you. what he looks like. Kicks, you have your hand raised. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I just wanted to ask our resident TA guy, uh, NFT Nick, um, photon cannon to your phallus. What do you think about Maddox price action? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man uh, I, I don't have an action at this moment in time uh, but, but if you could please redirect that photon cannon in a, t- a different direction that would be much appreciated um, there's really no action at this moment it broke the level that I was looking at uh, the Right no, now, no, specifically Matic Polygon. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Huh. Okay, well, that's moving counter to everything else. I, I haven't analyzed that chart, so uh, let me get back to you on that one. I, I also did see someone uh, posted a photo of me, my face replacing, was that Tom Maverick, Cruise? yes. Yeah, that was, that was me. So I will, uh, I will definitely pin that to the top so you all can see that indeed I am. <laughs> Uh, Maverick, because I think it's it's well deserved. Nick wants to pin a meme that was made by somebody in our Discord, replacing Tom Cruise's face with his face over our sponsor and our NFT project. So you guys know how Nick operates. It's like, look at me, I look like okay. Tom Cruise. Uh, priorities, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> uh, Arena, you know, uh, I wanted to talk to you because people might not know this. Obviously, you're a talented artist; they know that, but they they might not know that you've bought historically the what's what of big time nft projects maybe maybe minus board ape ecosystem but i remember you bought azuki cool cats dead fellas you know did very well trading those you know as an artist that was participating in the market have you made any purchases recently have you been kind of you know a, a, a little bit uh sheepish with the market being where it's at like i have been I, i'd love to know what you've been up to in the nft space uh trading um, yeah, I've been pretty slow healing from my burnout. Uh, so I didn't really trade as much in the past couple of months, plus with the market and everything. But yesterday, I actually got a YDs, this funny punks, but I did it only because I thought it's something interesting and unique contract wise. I did not see it before anybody else doing it in this format. So I thought it's, it was unique. And that's why I got it. I didn't really, I don't really expect it to do anything crazy. I don't even know. I just, I just, I just got it. But that's what I also noticed every time uh, before I was trading. And when I would get something without intention of flip, long term, it would perform well. And every single time I try to analyze and try to do some quick flip, it always, always, always 
like don't go well. So I I'm just focusing on my art too. now. What? Uh, I wanted to bring those up too. I I don't know if they're going to go up in price, but um, I think they're the one of the most fun punk derivatives that's ever been made. They stretch every time they change hands, and it's completely on chain. So I just think it's a really funny project. Yeah. Uh, and I I just wanted to support because I the, like the dude. It's a one guy project, and it's just the memes are funny. What's and the name of it? It's called Wides with three eyes in the middle. They're at like point oh four. They pumped to, I don't know, 0.07 last night, and it was kind of like a stealth mint. I don't know that they're going to do anything crazy, but I just think it's like, it's definitely a fun, silly project. Yeah, and it's also pretty <laughs> innovative. I thought it's, it's, it's fun. I don't know how we got to that randomly when we were talking about, you know, big time uh, projects from Arena. <laughs> yeah, no, because right now, I don't, I don't really see anything that excites me. Unless that I am just focusing on my art too, which is I also have a drop today, Pio. By the way, Pio was hoping. Pio was hoping that you showed up and you were like, "I just bought an eight. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? no, no, I wasn't. I, I was, I was talking about how snacks just randomly worked in a, a completely random project that Arena hadn't brought up. Um, but no, she have... brought it up. She was talking oh, about wines. Oh, maybe I missed that. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, um, no, no, yeah. We're talking about the same project that I like. The only thing I got recently. And I got it yesterday. That, that's that's his profile picture. That one. Got it. Okay, got it. I, I see just like, oh, now I see it. Okay, cool. It wasn't showing up for me. Well, we got Press on stage. My guy Press, uh, who has that badass 10KTF Gucci M3 Mutant. Uh, so shout out to Press for coming through. I remember last time you came through, you had um, some great analysis on 10KTF. You requested to speak today. Uh, can't wait to hear what you're thinking about, Press. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me up again. Uh, you know, the nifty, the nifty Discord, man. What a, what a great place. I've, uh, I've been spending quite a bit of time uh, in, that, in that server. I would recommend anyone... Uh, who just wants a good vibe and some good information and chill people and a warm welcome, uh, grab a portal for sure. Uh, but if you join the server, beware of the lounge. The lounge <laughs> is rowdy, rowdy place, but I love it. All right, so I'm uh, shutting I, down the lounge, FYI. So it's going to be <laughs> shut down. We're canceling that channel. <laughs> I'm getting added in this in the in the server for for talking about it. My bad. All right, forget forget I just said anything. Uh, people in anyway. the people in the server right now, it's it's like blowing up. They're saying, "Don't talk about the lounge." <laughs> There's Keep one that quiet. <laughs> I fucked up. Um, but anyway, I'm. Uh, I actually, I would love. Uh, you know, I know this is a no shill zone, but it's not an NFT, and it's not like a you know a purchasable product. But I just wanted to plug my buddy, last twenty years, founder of Postmates, uh, which was acquired by Uber. He's deep into uh, Web3 now. Uh, we kind of like on this journey together. Uh, he's dropping an app or he's launching an app called Rare Boy. Okay. Uh, Rare Boy. Look, I know. Believe me. you'll. Uh, you'll yeah. Hear this. My brain is like, what is happening right now? Like literally there's like numbers showing up. It's like the Matrix right now. I'm like, what is happening? Uh, you got 10 <laughs> seconds, dude. You got 10 seconds. He built a free extension for all 16 parent collections on OpenSea to view what items they can craft in 10KTF sorted by rarity. And it also shows you that uh, the item has been crafted. So if you own an ape, you can download this extension soon, uh, probably tonight. 
And you can go on OpenSea and sort, you know, you can, or you, if you're looking at buying Ape or any parent that's supported by 10 KTF, you can see on OpenSea, just like with Trait Sniper's app, uh, what that particular parent can crack. Uh, he also bought an epic, a pair of Epic socks and he's doing a free giveaway. It's a free app. I uh, just wanted to plug that because uh, I know you like 10 KTF and it kind of like supports the whole ethos of in the future. It will matter if a parent has crafted items in 10KTF shop. Like as 10KTF becomes more ubiquitous, people who are shopping for a Moonbird will want to know, has item, have their items been crafted in the shop? And this extension is that bridge. So I uh, just wanted to plug that, Rare okay. Boy. Okay, so you're so deep in a 10KTF that you're promoting your friend who is a executive from Postmates app that specifically gives analysis to 10KTF only NFT projects. That's uh, that's pretty it, it's deep. It's going to be more. It's going to be more than 10KTF, but it's he's starting with 10KTF because he loves the project Got and it. it's free. You know, he's not, it's not a you know it's not for sale. He's not promoting an NFT. It's all free. Um, it'll be available on the Chrome web store. Oh, okay. 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 Dude, we got it. If people want this 10 KTF specific app that you are promoting on our show, uh, then absolutely they can go get it. Signal, you have your hand raised. How's it going? Yeah. Good man. Um, no, one of the pieces of news that came out over the weekend, um, but we didn't talk about it yesterday was that, um, artifacts have this clone casting audition happening. And so they're allowing their holders to um, submit their clones and they've been given their 3D files for their clones as well. And then they will be put into this secret project that Artifact is doing, obviously, along with Nike. And I just keep thinking that, like, Clonex still has room to move in, 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 in the same way that sort of Kix was discussing yesterday, that Moonbirds has um, some room to move because they're just doing more and more with their, like, with their holders and and they're producing this creator economy where they're going out and they're actively saying to their holders, go do stuff with the, I like, with the IP. And I know not everybody wants to do something with their IP, either because they're not interested or they just don't know how. But I think it's, what's really interesting is that CloneX, sorry, that Artifact is saying, then we'll do something with your IP. And I know apes have done something similar and they're meant to be in that film that Coinbase is doing. And obviously Jenkins of LA, they did a casting call for um, their apes and the mutants to be in the book. But I think at the moment, just because we're still in this early phase, this this is being wildly sort of underrated as a, as a service that these collections are offering. Give us your, um, what, license your clone to us and we're going to put it in a secret project. And hopefully now, you know, because it's Artifact slash Nike, this is going to get marketed to the world. And it's just something that made me think, I'm going to put Clonex back on my shopping list as a potential buy. I don't know what Spencer and Arena think about this, but I thought it was very bullish for the project. Spencer? That was pretty cool. But they also recently, what they did is um, for, they had an event before NFT NYC Clonex event and people who showed up, they airdropped to those clones a, like a t-shirt and I went to, basically, they gifted you like $500 because you attended a party. I, I, I still hold that airdrop, but it's, I thought it's also pretty interesting because you, because you registered your clone when you went, that was the way to get a ticket. Yeah, I, I think too, like what people have to see about like Artifact and, and those who listen to the show know like I'm a super Artifact bull, but like, um, they they had some lasting things they needed to get done from like space strips forging was something that they had promised before the Nike acquisition. They got delayed because of the Nike acquisition. So they did that. 
then they had promised uh, an airdrop, not just to people who attended, but also to people who went to the online gallery during the period of time. So they had to get that out of the way. And then now that those two things are done, they don't have so many like older liabilities of things they promised. And so I know like there's been like a year since that acquisition almost, right? Maybe half a year. And um, I think what we're seeing now is that they have the ability to do new things and, and start sort of promising or delivering on stuff that wasn't like on the pre-acquisition roadmap. And I think the question is, as a collector, is do you think that by being part of the Nike brand, they have more ability to do things or less ability to do things? My take is that I think they have substantially more ability to do cool collaborations, et cetera, and that the next couple of months, we're going to see everything they've been working on since that acquisition. Um, but it remains to be seen. I, I, I'm super excited about it. I think this is like just the beginning of something bigger. There's a lot of stuff too, Dave sort of hinted at with um, space pods, interoperability of the traits, the 3D files were huge. And I think what we'll see too is on, um, you know, like they're not, like like Mebits aren't, uh, like do you don't have the 3D file day one for the other side. But I think clones, you should be able to be 3D in the other side day one because you have the 3D file. And so their play towards interoperability, I think will, pl- will, will pan out as being one of the smartest moves in Web3. Yeah, I mean, it, they've they've consistently, you know, dominated. Uh, easy, you have your hand raised. What's going on? It's slightly separate about the uh, clone talk. I wanted to kind of talk about some other things that I've been looking at on the ETH side of stuff, uh, if we're open to it. Yeah, of course. Are we talking about ETH uh, trading, or are you talking about no, screw, uh, ETH NFTs? The, ETH NFTs, screw the ETH price action. I'm net short on that to 1020, like I just texted you. But this is actually another text that I sent you, Nick, and your only response was why. It was, I said I was interested in cryptodes when they were right under 2 ETH. They are getting a bunch of volume recently, and specifically the noun glasses ones, for whatever reason. In the last 24 hours, over 10 of those have sold at just under 4 ETH. And I don't know what it is, but something about these makes me want to just get a few of them for whatever next bull cycle is. I think there's a few things. My only concern, I guess, is like Gremlin also doing the oddities for Moonbirds which is a similar price to action right now as far as like an entry. But those are the kind of plays I'm kind of like looking at here. I don't fully believe in CCO, I guess, but it's something about the Toads feel like on the next bull run, they'll catch a pump or even in a, in a bear that seems like one of those projects that could get some traction. I don't own one. I'm tempted to get one. I know Jesse's flipped probably a hundred other things, but I'm curious what other people kind of feel about the Toads. Yeah, J- Jesse, what do you think? I mean, you got the most, I, I have to think the most experience uh, when it comes to toads. I know Nick had one, but Jesse used to I trade still, them. I still have one. What do you mean I had one? Oh, you I still, still have I that still thing. hold it and I monitor the situation, but please, Jesse. <laughs> You're underwater yeah, on one that more thing, than Nick. I have. I sold my last one for like 3.7 about two weeks ago. It was a top hat toad, which was back in the day, one of the sort of elite toads that it's real. I mean, but this is really almost a nouns play. Like, yeah, of course there's the toad. You're buying a toad, but yeah, nouns glasses are having another moment for some reason. I'm still bearish general. I think nouns, everybody talks about nouns as being the kind of gold standard. If you, if you think open source IP is going to be the future of, of web three, I think they're the exception that proves the rule. And I think every time you hear, Oh, what does this get me? This uh, now little nouns. Oh, it gets you voting rights. Like, I'm out immediately, immediately. Like the last thing like I want to do is have an app with it's like all the governance stuff I need to vote on. But yeah, nouns, glasses are having a moment. So that's definitely an interesting play. Easy. I would, yeah, I would like to look at other stuff with nouns, glasses. It's, it's a possibility. But again, it's not it's not a very it's not very liquid the, the, the toads market, you know, like it used to be.
Yeah, and that's kind of my mindset here. I'm looking a lot at, like, projects that I feel more comfortable buying and just sitting on at the current moment. Like, I'm still looking at the Gutter Cat ecosystem. For some reason, man, something about their NFT NYC event, I was just like, this is sick. Because it wasn't, like, a traditional event there. And that almost made me want to just get into that ecosystem more. That's a project that hasn't gotten much volume. But in this market right now, especially on the ETH side of things, I'm just looking for projects that I feel comfortable at this price point to buy into and just sit on. Which is, like, completely against how I traditionally trade. What was special about their event? What happened there? It was just fun. Like, it was outside of Stadium Goods, which is a big streetwear and sneaker store in New York. And they rented the Hoop Bus, which is, like, a big YouTube traveling bus that does, like, events. And they were just playing two-on-two outside. It was just a bunch of people kind of hanging out. And just overall, like, it was, it was just a good time. I like how, like, we, we hire event organizers and we're just, like, and, uh, and, you know, based on the performance of that event, I would say that I'm very bullish on this project as a whole. Uh, there were moon bounces. I'm a big fan of moon bounces. If there was a moon bounce, I would ape. I'll play it in simple. If you pulled up with an adult moon bounce, I'm buying whatever Dude, the or, hell the project is. Or how about the one where you're competing against each other with like a bungee cord attached to your back when you're like running on those moon bounce things? Now, that's the thing that I'm talking crazy. about. I want some competitive dynamics here, although we saw that happen with Creature World and everyone was like, what the hell are they doing? The yeah. hell are these people doing? They got a moon bounce in here. This is awful. <laughs> they just did like a, a legit like rave type of thing. And um, I don't think that many people were interested in doing that. Uh, but the thing about the gutter gang thing, it was me, Easy, and, and we met Ben there. And Ben, you're, you've long held gutter assets, right? Didn't you say it was like your second favorite ecosystem after apes or, or, or something like that? I don't want to misquote you, but. But, you know, you like Guttercat a lot? Yeah, yeah, I love Guttercat. I, I love the team. I love the community. They're they're always innovating and doing different things. And they're they're like, they're an underdog in, in this space, in my opinion. Like, they always get left out of, you know, the top profile collections. And, and their OG cats are uh, 5 ETH floor. So I, I think that they definitely don't get the respect that they should. The team really hardworking and always doing cool new things. And, yeah, I've been since, you know, day one. Yeah, well, I mean, that event was sick because, like, Nick, they were doing two-on-twos where if you wanted to play against these, like, really legit ballers that could dunk, like, they had hang time. They were, like, throwing down dunks, doing alley-oops. Those do, too. I mean, so, so do I. Yeah, I would have loved to Easy see you wanted out there to get now. out there so bad. Like, you, you could just see he was, like, drooling to play. He was watching these guys like, man, I could do that. I was like, all right, go ahead. He's like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> easy? Easy? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we were pretty hungover on that day. So it wasn't really uh, – it wasn't going to happen, let's be real. Um, oh, but so no, you I mean, kept it unprofessional the night before. You're now disclosing that? Okay. Uh, if you mean – Team building, then uh, yes, I, de I definitely was team building. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, sometimes events like that can be an indicator that people are in tune with what people are actually interested in. And I would have taken that like, so I saw the videos from Cooltopia and it looked incredible. I mean, Spencer, did you go to Cooltopia? Yeah, Maybe? I was at Cooltopia like um, twice actually. So it was, it was probably, it was pretty incredible, right? I think it was probably the most impressive, like, well thought through activation um, that I saw. Like, it was it, it and Azuki definitely were the best. I think. So, if Cool Cats continues to build and eventually has like a fucking like amusement park type of thing or something, you know what I mean? Like, like they that that said to me like, hey, if they keep this whole thing going, they could 
curate some insane IRL experiences. The risk that you run is that it, it looked like Cooltopia was probably pretty damn expensive. So I'm assuming that it, it was probably considerably cheaper for Guttercat to do what they did, although they did rent a block in Soho or whatever, like they, they did a block party. So that's, you know, definitely pretty uh, pricey. But if Cool Cats continues to grow the way that it, they have been um, and they introduce IRL stuff, the video I saw of Cooltopia looked like it was pretty damn bonkers. I think Cooltopia the was project still like I like for mass adoption and for families and kids and, and like you said, like even amusement park type stuff. Like I still feel like they're one of the most marketable IP projects out there. Yeah, I think so too. Arena, what were you Cooltopia was amazing. When I went there, it gave me so much hope for the project when I saw children. You should see in the faces, they were so happy. Like Adults too, obviously, but the children, they took it on a whole new level and they were so happy interacting. And like, I got the plushie and I have a little brother, he's six, and we were talking on the video call and he accidentally saw it immediately again his face lit up and he's like i want it i want it i want it can i have it can you send it to me i'm like wow because like normally he doesn't react as much on like toys like that and like when he i guess the colors something something with the children and the cool cats it's gonna blow up eventually to like the bigger scale that's the idea that it's one of the top ip projects snacks what's going on buddy so cool cats were in that intro video for other side and other side had these demos that seemed to be pretty impressive, pretty cool. So I'm just curious, everybody on stage, like, are you thinking about other collections that might have other side upside here? Well, people, as, as it starts to roll out, people think 10 KTF and world of women will somehow have upside in the other side. Uh, it's a lot of side talk here, uh, but any signal, go ahead. No, not so much a video, but an asset within Yugo, which I think is currently undervalued and I'm playing around with, is um, ApeCoin. The alts have sold off very strongly just off the back of the macro news, and they've come down hard. And ApeCoin was trading around $5. Now this morning on European time, it was around 417 Now it's trading up to around 430 So I would say just given everything that Yugo is doing, uh, we have seen ApeCoin pump when they do um, sort of significant things, such as the Snoop, uh, Snoop Dogg Eminem track, the improbable. It has a room to move for sure. It depends when you get in. But that's something I'm trading, and I think you can easily make a, a nice little bag off in uh, in the short term. If you are if you are open to doing the whole like uh, exchange lending thing with crypto assets, then you can actually get really high yield on ApeCoin on some of the different crypto exchanges, like much higher yield than you would get on your typical. Uh, well, definitely higher than Bitcoin and Ethereum. And I'd say consistent, but still a little bit higher than other altcoins. But you probably have, um, you know, like more conviction in ApeCoin, at least if you're in the NFT space like like we are. Uh, Spencer has his hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I would just temper expectations about other collections in other side, because the thing that really made me hesitant about, like, reading too much in that teaser video was that They've already come out and said that MeBits won't have 3D files where you can walk around as your MeBit in the other side. And so if they're not doing that for a collection that they literally own, I, I don't see the argument for why they'd be doing it for something like a Cool Cats or other collections. I think that was just a video to get people excited. Wow, that was an official announcement? No MeBit avatars so, in other side? So if you look in the announcement, it said there will be 
punks, apes, and mutant apes. And the day that they announced that was also the day that Gordon was like, oh, we're thinking a lot about Mebit utility. And I think that was just like a sympathy pump for to hide the fact that they had just like said they were not going to be on the other side. I'm pretty sure Are I you saw sure? somewhere else that they like Mebits were included in that, though. Yeah, maybe they don't need avatars because they're already an avatar. No one knows. I think you might be talking about that early. There was this early announcement from them that was kind of weird. It said all the other projects and then mentioned Mebits in like the next line. And the way it was written made it seem like they wouldn't be in. But I feel like it was just bad writing. I, is that what you're talking about? I mean, I look, could be wrong. I remember on their website on the day, uh, like when Other Side launched, it was there. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of too. The thing yeah, is, I remember seeing it on on the the other side site. I'm gonna look for it. Since we started with other side, no one's known anything that's going on, you know, at all. Like just straight up, like it, it's all been speculation, and that's part of the fun of it, right? So, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think it's going to take some time to play out, obviously, uh, and all we can do is is try to pay attention. So, I let Cryptopolis on stage from the Nifty Discord. I see you represent our NFT in your Twitter profile, so shout out to you for that. You are known in our Discord as the Free Mint King. You mint everything that's free did you mint goblins he's not connected oh well he said he was connected for me he even said he was unmuted uh i think a lot of people are actually getting rugged on this twitter space i let our guy quad on stage he came on stage tried to connect and got rugged it looks like cryptopolis just got rugged uh so we'll 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 make do um you know i'd be curious spencer on the uh on the Clonex front and just the artifact ecosystem. I think a lot of people are priced out of Clonex. There's other notable assets like the space pods, even with upcoming burns and you know other news events that could act as a um, you know a catalyst. Uh, I'm wondering if you were going to bet on one asset in Clonex, you know, is it the the avatars or excuse me in artifact? Is it the Clonex avatars or is it something else? I think the Based on the current prices, the Crypto Dunks Genesis feels like the the item. Like if I were to go in and just buy a bunch of one item, it would be that item. Like that and clones. I like everything else. Monolith 2 seems really good. I would say don't go buy the first monolith and open it because it's negative EV. If you're going to do that, just buy the parts. But um, the, the Crypto Kicks Genesis haven't been forged to physicals yet. I think that's down the horizon. Um, and, you know, when you look at what they're doing with the skin vials, like the ability for those to ultimately be way cooler than they are today, I think is there. And so the first on-chain Nike shoe, like imagine if the first on-chain Nike shoe had been released in a bull run, like that would not have a like one ETH floor. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and so I think that to me looks like a really good entry point to the ecosystem. Do you feel like it's like a, almost a Damien Hurst style play? Because it's like you have the digital, then you can burn it for the physical. Is it, is it like that? Yeah, well, they I mean, so their shoes, every shoe they've released in the past has at some point been able to be claimed as a physical. The space strips were the first one since the Nike acquisition, but there are like patents filed around like screens in shoes. And a lot of people are speculating that's what the crypto uh, kicks Genesis are going to be is something like that. But just even if they're just a straight up normal shoe, the fact that it's a Nike shoe um, will, and usually what it is, you claim the shoe and then you also keep the digital asset. So if you just like look at what they've done in the past, it, it, it feels like a really good entry point um, in terms of the price, in terms of what it ultimately um, could be. And even if it's just a digital shoe, like 
it, it still has a lot of value in their ecosystem. So I really like the the crypto kicks. Speaking of the currency, uh, that burn period is coming to a close. I think we have like maybe half a month or, or a little more left. Does anyone else have one? I'm definitely keeping mine as a digital. Nick has one. I have both. Uh, I have I'm, one. I'm considering selling the NFT temporarily, but I don't know. Like, uh, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to call. It's also sub one year, so I'd pay taxes on that gain on short term, which is annoying. Uh, but it is a consideration at the moment. Hard to say fine art side of the NFT space, not getting the same love that Artblocks is getting. The NFT market seems to be favoring generative art over Hearst specifically, although Hearst has 2X'd since the bear market uh, in ETH terms at least. And I think in US dollar terms has definitely seen appreciation from the bottom. I mean, definitely it's 10X. has. It costs it, $1,000 to buy it. So it's 10X right I'm now. talking about since the since the market, not from not from it, I think when it was it first two grand it. actually, Nick. I think it, I think ETH was at Ah uh, shit, you're you're correct. Okay. Oh no, it was, it was literally two grand USD, actually. Okay. So it was priced in USD. I think that actually makes sense. Do we know what happens after the burn if like to the digitals? They just I mean that's it, right? It's just like They're a just piece NFTs. Of art. Yeah. Well, this my is my thinking be... my thinking behind it is that it, they, they're really small, the physicals. And if I have the digital, then I can display it really large. And I think it looks cool big. I think it looks really well, cool big. Physical, when you see it in, in real life, it's just... The strokes, it just feels different versus if you get it, you still can display your NFT technically as well. I mean... You can print it really big. And plus, I feel like it's a philosophical, like it's a statement, right? I want the NFT. I don't want the physical. Nick's got the physical, too. The physical's pretty cool because it's uh, the frame on the back is see-through. It's like a double-sided frame. So you see that that signature from Damien Hirst. Uh, but it isn't huge. It would be way better if it was like considerably bigger. It is um, small. It's actually kind of annoying because it's like my most expensive painting that I own. Actually, I don't know if it is. The the Justin Aversano photograph, although I don't I don't know what the value of a physical Justin Aversano is, but the um, the Damien Hurst otherwise is the largest piece that I have, or sorry, the most valuable piece that I have because I don't collect art, and uh, it's also pretty small. Like it, it just when you see it though, it does uh, it looks cool. Um, Give people the scale. It's like. What, it's like a it's a piece of loose leaf side. paper. Oh, it's even it's, smaller. Yeah, it's it's literally a loose leaf sheet of paper, essentially. Although it's uh, more like construction paper that it's on, and uh, and then there's a frame around it with, I'd say, a two inch mat on all sides. Um, so, I, I mean, it, you can hang it on the wall. It doesn't look bad, um, but it, it, you're not going to put it on a uh, large wall. It's quite a struggle, let me tell you. You know, figuring out where to frame my Damien Hurst has been just <laughs> one of the more challenging decisions of my life. And, uh, you know, one day I'm going to figure it out. And for now, it's just leaning um, on a credenza. <laughs> so you have a digital, though, still, right? Yeah, both. But so I'm considering flipping the uh, digital just temporarily because the demand... For the NFT at the moment, my assumption is that the demand, the buy side demand, is primarily based on those looking to uh, get a physical, or those who burnt one and then went and bought the NFT. 
So my recommendation and what I think I'm going to do is print my digital like maybe five or six times as big as the physical and put that up somewhere. Wait, are, isn't it like he's hand painting or it's he just sending prints? I think it's I, just a print. Oh. Wait, sorry, what? I no, thought for, for some is... reason I thought it's like a his hand drawn small versions. He, he has a is, is hand drawn. Everything's hand drawn, and it was yeah. done with assistance as well. But it's, yeah. it's not just a print. So it's not a print. It no, it's not a print. Okay, so the the yeah, NFT is a I photo would... of the physical. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, no. There... I was talking about physical itself. If that was a print, and we're getting really into the nuance of the of <laughs> the, the Damien the Hurst specific and, project and the, and the shape of the frame that I have. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, the bottom line is it's a nice it's a nice piece of art. There you go. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, like I said before, this is the NFT Market and Trade Talk Show. We do it from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., Monday through Friday. We're rolling out the Artist Spotlight segment here. We got our very own Spencer Gordon Sand. Uh, definitely talented when it comes to discussing the market, but actually a lot of people didn't know uh, a former Olympic Spencer, Spencer, you were no. I I, I fenced World Cups for the U.S., but I didn't make the Olympics. Okay, you didn't make the Olympics. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but but you, your friends did, and you took photos of them, and you're you're bringing that skill set, uh, you know, to the NFT space. And I think that there's some pretty cool stuff to talk about there too when it comes to like you know the athletes actually benefiting from the photographs, basically uh, benefiting from the artwork uh, that's created with their likeness. Uh, so without any further ado, let's. Let's uh, let's chat with Spencer. So, Spencer, can you talk a little bit about, you know, your photography and, and how you kind of got into this? Yeah. So I used to be a very competitive fencer. I used to travel around to all the World Cups with all my friends, et cetera, competing, um, training with the national team, Olympic team. And I had a lot of friends in other countries. And one thing that would happen is fencing World Cups are usually two day tournaments. The top 64 happens the second day. And if I wasn't um competing i was like what am i doing and so i started taking pictures and a few of my friends were sponsored by some of the bigger names and they would never send photographers to the events so that's actually how i started working with nike and with red bull was um they wouldn't send photographers but if i was there anyway and taking pictures they would buy the pictures and use them in their promotional materials um and so it kind of started for me as a way to like just have a fun way to give back to the community that i was a part of um, make sure my friends who are competing uh, had good pictures for their social media, but also good pictures to try and get sponsors because fencing is not, say, as big a sport as like soccer or football or something. So it's not like many of them had that many sponsors. But if you have really high quality photos of you competing um, and it becomes easier to build social following, it becomes easier to go get sponsorships for yourself. Um, and also, for example, like Red Bull didn't literally didn't have any pictures of their athletes competing to use in their promotional materials until I started working with them. And then they had pictures. So whenever, you know, Olga Carlon, who's one of their uh, sponsored athletes goes um, and they're doing an event for her, they'll use one of the pictures that I took as like a background or whatever, um, because that's the fencing photo that they have. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And I, I haven't done it for a couple of years, uh, really since the pandemic. Um, but I'm really excited to be able to go back uh, at, actually at the end of this week to Cairo for worlds this year and take new pictures. Well, that's awesome. I'm jealous that you get to go out there. Uh, and so how are you rolling out the actual NFTs? And, and you had mentioned something to me about, you know, how this could potentially benefit athletes, you know, the athletes whose likeness is in the photographs, you know, compared to the kind of old, the old way, the web two way, if you will, or even, I mean, like web one or web zero for this mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, I'd love to hear about that. 
Yeah. So, well, the way that I'm rolling out this product um, for the holders is that, so I'm going to go out. Uh, so the, the product's going to mint tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening. Um, I'm going to fly out this Friday, actually, to Cairo, and I'll be taking pictures. The tournament, uh, World Championships, is about a week long, a little bit longer. It's about nine or ten days. Um, and one thing that, you know, the photog other photographers that are there or, or media photographers is, like, you really only see one picture from what they'll take. They'll take or one to five pictures will end up in whatever press release, et cetera, and the rest are just sort of gone to the ether. Um but what I had always done was like go and take a bunch of pictures and uh, put them on you know Google Photos Drive and send them around to my friends who are the athletes in the pictures so that they had them. And so like last tournament, I distributed like four thousand photos. Um, and so I was thinking about like, well, how would this work as an NFT collection? So what's going to happen is there's going to be a mint tomorrow. And um, for those who are a part of Nifty Portal in the Nifty Portal um, Discord, there's a link if you guys want to get on the pre-mint um, for that. But basically, I'm going to be releasing about 200 or somewhere between two and 300 NFTs tomorrow. They're all going to initially be the same. But then after the tournament this week, I'm going to airdrop a one of one to every single person who mints it, which is exciting. So it's going to be a collection of somewhere in the range of two to 300 one of one photographs. Um, and what that's going to essentially do with the um, is be an opportunity for people to collect like this is more of a fine art sort of experience but it's also a way for me to be at the tournament taking it and giving it to those athletes and then what i'm, I'm looking to do and i, I don't want to make firm promises right now so this is like a kind of night this is a, a pure art play but then i'm excited to hopefully do a little bit more of this of like having people who collect certain pieces get to meet or interact with the athlete um that's in the photos and uh, the athletes get their pictures for free. Like I always give them to them because I know I used to be a competitive fencer and you really don't make much money. So this is also a way for us as the community to get behind the athletes and make sure that they have um, pictures of themselves competing at the highest level. So that's kind of how it's going to work. That's awesome, man. And in the old in the old game, like Getty Images and all that, you know, the athletes, especially Olympic ones that aren't paid anyway, and unless they're in the most prominent sports and and like the very top of those sports, so they have sponsorships, like they're kind of taking a loss on going to the Olympics. There was no way for them to profit off of, you know, Getty or whoever was taking pictures of them, right? Yeah, and, and even this too, it's like, it, the, even on a more basic level, like this is one of the reasons that I never, like I resisted getting sent on assignment. So like if like Red Bull or Getty or one of these groups pays as a photographer for you to go to a tournament. Like, so when, when, when I was working with them, like I would go shoot 4,000 photos and they'd buy like five or six, maybe, right? Um, if they sent me on assignment, I'm not allowed to send the rest of the photos on my camera roll to anyone else. Like those just are gone for good. They're owned by Getty, but they don't want them. Exactly. And so usually they'll want this small number. And especially if you're not from maybe the, the biggest, you know, most famous country or whatever, like you just end up with no pictures of yourself. And then later on, when you go to a sponsor, it's really hard to say, hey, I'm a cool looking fencer because they're not going to go to a tournament to watch you fence. Like you need to show them pictures. And so like the ability to get sponsorships and to get more people into the sport from having images of your own competition is like really an important part of being an athlete that's building a brand. Yeah. I mean, a thousand percent. I mean, it, it, this is just more disruption, right? At the end of the day, if if this is the system that gets adopted, 
it'll put someone like Getty in a position where they need to adapt or die or at least adapt or shrink, right? And no, none of those big companies really want to do that. So it's going to be fascinating to see if royalties can kind of penetrate this. I think of the music industry, right, as one of the, the, la- you know, the nuts that we have to crack, so to speak, to make sure that the creators are actually getting proper royalties and we still don't have that. The idea is that NFTs will create that, but we're still really several years away from that being like a proper reality. A lot of people probably don't think of like, you know, photographs of athletes as one of those areas, but at the end of the day, it is. Um, anything else that people should know about the drop, Spencer? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely check it out. There's a link in the Nifty portal. I also have a Discord that's directly for it because as we were talking earlier, like it's hard to communicate with people. So that's a, the pinned tweet that I have um, in my bio. But uh, no, I, I'm just excited to come. So like the, the, the closing thought for me is this, is like, when I used to go shoot, I used to work for like Nike or Red Bull or one of those other groups. But I'm really excited this time to instead be working for the Web3 community. And it's also kind of, it was a weird thing because when you shoot, again, you know, I'll shooting like probably 30,000 photos, probably 4,000 of them will be good. I'm going to be picking the 200 best one, two to 300 best of those to airdrop as one of ones. Everyone who mints the project will get a one of one. Um, and so like, what it used to be is I would maybe be looking for that one to five best photos from the week um, from all those thousands of photos. And there'd be all these really good pictures that just like wouldn't get appreciated, see the light of day. So as an artist, like this is a really exciting opportunity too, to have people be able to, um, and I was really inspired by like Vinny Hager and his like hand-drawn letters, one of one collection where like, this is, I think a really cool um, opportunity to, for, for point one ETH get a one of one, photo that can just be yours and, and be an experience and, and and i'm hoping to do some other cool stuff like those of you who maybe don't know this if you saw punks in the olympics last year that was a stunt that i did with also the fencing team was we had them bring punks to the olympics um and compete with them as the first like athletes with punks as their profile picture during the olympic games and so there's more cool stuff we can do because the, the cool thing about the fencing community is that it's very small and so everyone kind of knows everyone and they're all excited to do cool stuff so I'm hoping this is sort of like a dipping the toes into a bigger entrance of fencing and Web3 and coming together. I don't know if you guys met um, Curtis actually at the Nifty Portal uh, NFT NYC event, but I brought one of the Olympians who did the Punks the Olympics to that event as well. I know he was walking around. I remember Signal got to talk to him for a bit, but th- there's a lot more that can be done. And I'm just, I'm really excited to be going on this journey with, uh, with you guys, with the Nifty Portal community and with everyone else in the Web3 space. Really cool stuff, man. Uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, check out Spencer's Drop. This is the Artist Spotlight segment that we're rolling out here. Not sponsored, just want to show support to artists that have drops or just that are contributing in a positive way to either the NFT or the art space. So expect more. Um, There's a bunch of people that we're going to reach out to that we're really excited. Uh, Hopefully they accept the invitation to come and share their experience. Uh, Normally I wouldn't have Tornado send us off two days in a row because he did it yesterday get the week kicked off because I, I heard people having the case of the Mondays and I just wanted to make sure that my man Tornado fucking got you cooking for the week but he DM'd me today and he said that he's on one this morning and he'd be ready if we threw to him again so he's never done that before so for the second day in a row a rare occasion I'm gonna have Tornado uh, send us off Tornado take it away listen guys uh, I'm just out here spreading happiness spreading positivity be happy with what you have. Be happy every single day. Be grateful when negativity hits you in the face. Fuck that shit. Stiff arm it. And, and I'm here 
to do the Lord's work. So let me just let's fucking go. community fucking go out there and crush it i believe in you we believe in you fucking do it Woo!